Good morning, good morning. Good to see you. Family Sunday, second Sunday of our calendar year, the new year, second Sunday. Feels like the first Sunday, though, because the first Sunday was the first day, so it's all packed together. I was like, we have, I, I was looking at the calendar, I'm like, why, why isn't anyone scheduled for kids this Sunday? It just seems so early. But here we are, and it's a full house, and it's good to see you today. Thank you for being here. The last week, we talked about a simple question, where are you? And someone was so nice, they, they, they sent me a text this week, and they said, that was such a kind thing to do. Because a lot of times, if someone comes up to you and go, hey, where are you, man? You know, it's that kind of angle, right? But they said, it's such a kind thing to ask, where are you? And that really is what we're looking at for this whole calendar year. Where are you on Sunday? And clearly, you're here. Here for yourself, hopefully here for someone else, building community. Through the week, Monday to Saturday, if you've been around here any time at all, you know that in 2019, in the fall, just before the COVID outbreak, God dropped something in my heart, sitting in the patio of Chick-fil-A, which is where God always talks. And so I'm in the patio of Chick-fil-A, and the Lord speaks to my heart, and I hear, what if Christway was the best Monday to Saturday church you've ever been to? So we care where you are. Monday to Saturday. So make plans to be at this game night. Sign up for these groups that are going to be launching in February. Hit these Bible studies, small groups, prayer breakfasts. Be a part of those things. I'll put in a a plug for the last Sunday of this month, the 29th, right after this gathering on the 29th. If you've made a reservation, we'll have food for you. If you haven't made a reservation, you can still come up and bump some food off of somebody else. But we want to be able to plan for the food for you to be there. But we're going to have a luncheon afterwards. And usually we do discovery on Saturday. We've moved it to Sunday right after church to capture all of us being here. And we'll probably have maybe hopefully 40 or 50. And we'll do that several times throughout the year. So if you've already done that, please sign up again. Right? We'd like everybody to do it at least one time each year. That's the end of the month. And then, of course, last week we've also talked about, you know, the year of the dragon. Right, the year of the monkey, the year of the right Chinese New Year, but we're calling it the year of the Lego. That's what we're doing here, the year of the Lego, because we value connection. We value connection. Our goals here are salvation, freedom, and redemption, and the way it happens is through connection to Christ and others and purpose, and one day standing on right here, I looked over, and I thought, what is our value? And it comes out because it's what's said on every banner, connected, connected to, connected to. We really do value that. That's why this name tag matters. We want to know who you are. We want you to know us. Jesus came to know us, and we don't think we're any different than that. We want to be here with you. So thank you for joining today. Wouldn't you say that you love messages that help you? A Sunday morning message that helps you. Larry, he'll stop me. He'll go, you ready to preach today? Because I'm ready to get it. You ready to preach? Hungry for the word. I'm ready. Chip and I went up to Milwaukee yesterday, and uh, we, we drove up Friday, came back yesterday, and we took the dogs. Melinda and Emma were down in Alabama, so we had to do the dog sitting on our own, threw them in the truck, and Baylor did, you know, all those miles with us right in the middle. Baylor's our Bernadoodle, and he's pretty good size. And so he's sitting there, and we had just gotten a sandwich. Chip was hungry. We were coming down 41, heading home, and I've got my hand on the steering wheel and a half-eaten filet of fish right here. Leg here, not that much room. Baylor's sitting there, obedient and attentive. 
knowing that he typically gets a bite of anything that I'm finishing up. A grape, a banana with peanut butter, he doesn't care. And he's watching. And so I'm driving along, and I'm paying attention to the road, and in a split second, his head went under my arm, licked my filet of fish, and came back up. And I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, Baylor. And I see this look of like, I couldn't help myself. It was too good looking. I couldn't help myself. And I thought about that for our hunger for God and the word of God, right? To just be in a place where like, I'm so ready to hear it. I'm so ready to hear something that changes my life. And I think that's why we're here today. Among many reasons, that's one of those. But it's also beautiful when you're in a church service, a gathering, a community of faith, and you hear something that not only is going to help you, but is going to help someone else. And when you realize that you hear something, and what I hear today is going to help somebody else, that's just as good, just as powerful as recognition of, hey, this is going to help me. I was heading out early this week. I feel like I was coming here to the church. It was dark. It was in the morning, school buses, that, that kind of time of day, you know. And I was driving down the road, and I glanced over, like, Crawford, 19th, somewhere over in there. And I'm at a stop sign, and I slowly pull ahead. And I look, and I see a house and some lights on, and I see a kitchen. And the kitchen lights, two windows, and I see broad shoulders. Someone on the phone, I could see that. I looked at their posture, bent over, like, really listening, it looked like. And I drove by, and I looked at that. And I began to think, and I began to wonder... Are they on a difficult talk with someone this morning? Are they checking in on someone that had to go to the hospital? Are they listening intently because they're being told about a new grandbaby? Like what was going on in that person as they were on that phone? Appeared to be listening intently as we were all going about our day. And it reminded me of when I used to drive around and pray for people and just simply drive and see someone and pray. Not knowing their story, not knowing what was going on with them, not knowing if it was like elation, they needed a blessing or they needed a healing or they needed hope or a hand to be held. I just didn't know. But it reminded me of that. Then I began to ask myself, what is it that prompts us to Pray for people. What is it that prompts you to pray for people throughout the day, throughout the week? Possibly you are disciplined enough to have a time where you just sit there, and if they set a bomb off underneath that chair, you're dead at 10 o'clock in the morning because that's where you're going to be. I don't get a sense that that's most of us, but I feel like we pray different times, different things throughout the day, prompts. At the beginning of the year, We start new things. Melinda and I, one of the best things we've done, we've been married 31 years. One of the best things we've done in our marriage was we did a grateful journal. And it's simply a journal with blank pages. And Emma was probably four or five years old. And so she's little. It was a long time ago. We've done this a few times. In fact, we're doing it right now this year. But we've done it a few times in our decades of being married. And it's simply blank pages. And just the other day, I walk in, and on my pillow is the journal to which I will open up and on my side of the page I will write five things for which I am thankful. 
I will fold that up and put it on her pillow. And sometime around 2.30 or 3 in the morning, she will finish that route, right? So she will take that and do that. And then the next day, I'll do mine, she'll do hers back and forth, and I get to see things. My name shows up on there sometimes in ways that surprises me. I'm like, ah, pay attention to that, right? Do that again, right? Be thankful, be thoughtful. But this is the deal. That thing changes you. It changes you. You might think initially it changes you because of the gratitude you have in the moment, but it's much more transcendent than that. It's not just, I'm sitting down and having five minutes of gratitude, which is five minutes more than sometimes, right? So that's good to do. But it's how it changes you through the day. You with me? I know there's a five-question quiz at the end of the day. I know I need to come up with five things for which I'm thankful at the end of the day. And what that does is it changes my awareness. So all day long, I'm walking through my day realizing that I've got an assignment at the end of the day. And as I'm walking through the day, I'm thinking, oh, oh, that was good. I need to be grateful for that. I need to be grateful for that. I need to remember, I need to remember that. Most times in our material culture, in our chase the car culture, try and try and try and stress and stress and stress and stress. In that culture, we, we prompt and we nurture and we feed covetousness. We feed wanting what we don't have because we see what someone else has and we go after that. And you will never covet and be grateful at the same time. That is impossible. You cannot have envy and covetousness and gratitude at the same time. So it helps us in so many ways. But when I pray and I drive around and I pray and I get in that mindset, praying as I'm driving, the same thing happens. There's this outside of myself awareness that happens. I'm sensing a need. In, in some sense, I'm going to that person. Think about the times when you're driving in your car and you're getting in your own head, right? I'm not the only one. And you're driving just this and all the things. But if you stopped and began to look out and see someone and wonder and listen, listen. We can guess, well, that person looks like they're stomping. They have a frowny face. And, you know, I mean, we don't know. You know how I know we don't know? Because there are hundreds of people that walk through those double doors with a smiley face. And they're hurting. We don't know. So we listen. We listen to the spirit. We listen to the prompts. We can see them, but we listen. What might they need prayer for? And we listen. One of the things I learned in 2022, we read the New Testament. Congratulations to all of you that went through that whole process of reading any part at all of the New Testament. But we read the New Testament through last year in 2022. And one of the things that struck me as I was going through the Gospels, what struck me is that people called Jesus into their stories. Now, I've referenced this a few times through the year because it was so profound to me. But it was as if Jesus is going this way, and all of a sudden, Darren says, Hey, Jesus, son of David, have mercy. He's like, what? Hey, man, we come here? Okay. 
He wasn't, he wasn't going there. He was going somewhere else. And someone called him over, whistled him over, and he came in. But there are a few examples that that's not true. The woman at the well. Jesus is sitting there in the middle of the day, the heat of the day, and the woman comes up. She's like, what are you doing talking to me? You're a Jew, I'm a Samaritan. We shouldn't be talking at all. And he says, do you think I came here on accident? Like I came here because I know you would be here. You. It also was not true of a crippled man at the pool of Bethesda. And that's what I want to read to you right now. I'm going to read out of John chapter 5. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for a feast of the Jews. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep's Gate a pool which in Aramaic is called Bethesda. And it's surrounded by five covered colonnades or porches. And here's a great number, there was a great number of disabled people. And they used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. 38 years. Now whether or not he laid there for 38, but 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there, and he learned that he'd been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Contemporary translations say, do you want to be healed? Walks up to him and says, do you want to be healed? He says, sir, I have no one to help me into the pool where the water is stirred. And while I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. And then Jesus says, get up. Pick up your mat and walk. And at once, the man was cured. He picked up his mat. And he walked. I'd like you to watch this video clip. This is what all the fuss is about. An oversized mikveh. I have a feeling we haven't seen it all yet. That's him. Who? Him. The one who's been here the longest. But doesn't belong. The sad one. Why do I get the feeling this isn't just a meeting? Do we need to be on the lookout? No. Just stay with me and watch. Shalom. Me? Yes. Shalom. I have a question for you. For me. I don't have many answers, but I'm listening. Do you want to be healed? Who are you? 
We'll get to that later. But my question remains. Will you take me to the water? Look, I'm having a really bad day. You've been having a bad day for a long time. So? Sir, I have no one to help me into the water when it's stirred up. And when I do get close, the others step down in front of me. And so... Look at me. Look at me. That's not what I asked. I'm not asking you about who's helping you or who's not helping or who's getting in your way. I'm asking about you. <laughs> I've tried. For a long time, I know. And you don't want false hope again, I understand. But this pool, it has nothing for you. It means nothing. And you know it. But you're still here. Why? I don't know. You don't need this pool. You only need So, do you want to be healed? So let's go. Get up, pick up your mat, and walk. Free to walk, like he said. Don't forget your bed. Why does this matter? Because you're not coming back here. That life is over. Everything changes now. You're not coming back here. That life is over. Don't you love that? Don't you love it? Prayer is about the intersection. Prayer is about that, that time, that intersection. Did you catch what Jesus said when he showed up? He stood there and he looked.
That's him. Wow. Wow. There he is. That's him. That's the title of today's message. <laughs> there he is. That's, that's him. Praying in that intersection changes everything. It changes the person being prayed for, but it changes us because it, it requires us to believe. It requires us to listen. It requires us to allow the Spirit to work from our words. It requires the Spirit to work from our words into the life of someone else. And we can say, when you're driving around praying for somebody that you don't even know who they are, you can say, well, that, does it change anything? I'll never even know if anything happened. But when we respond to spirit prompts, something always happens. When we respond to a prompting of spirit, if it is to say one word or breathe a name or just say peace, something always happens. And we change. Our spiritual life takes the lead over our natural life. I think that's what we're here for today. I hope so. The music is good. The love that's in the room is good. The connections are good. They're real. They're honest. And we come to these places so that the spirit can lead the natural Anybody want that? Spirit, to lead the natural. Take the lead on those things. There's an app that's kind of popular right now. It's called the Resilience app. I listen to it. Uh, morning, evening, 30 days. And it tells us an excellent point that John Eldridge makes. He says, we're like amphibians. And when he said that, it was just like... This explosion in my mind. We are like amphibians, able to live on land and able to live in water both. And of course, what he's speaking to is we're able to live in the natural, but we are also able to live in the spiritual. Would you like to be healed? Would you like to have spirit lead flesh. In those spaces, if you would, you'll look at people differently as you make your way from this building today, as you make your way through the course of life. But instead of thinking about how I'm going to drive at lunch, and every once in a while I do this, I'm prompted, I'm having a meal with someone, you know, whoever, my family or whatever, and a server will come up, and every once in a while I'm prompted to ask, is there anything we can pray for for you? I've had people say, oh my goodness, yes. I've had people sit down, I'd had to scoot over, and they sat down and began to talk to us. I've had people say no. I've had people say no and then come back with a just kidding. Yes. It's about the prompting of spirit and leading us in the things that we don't know. We just listen. 
And then we step out in these moments of faith to say something. So you might do that at the restaurant today. You might do it at work tomorrow. You may do it in the, in the sacred sanctity and safety of your own vehicle. As you pray for someone driving down the road and you see them and you're listening. But maybe it starts in this room today. Maybe that's where it starts. Maybe it needs to begin in the house of the Lord and move from this sacred desk across this altar, around these seats and aisles, to where we begin to see and listen and pray. I'm sitting over there, I'm thinking of Vic and Teresa. I was thinking of Randy and Nancy. I was thinking of Mark and Brenda. Brenda's serving our babies this morning. Blessing them, being blessed. How many years have you all lived for God? Shoot me a number. You, you two. How many? 40. That's interesting. Did you get saved when you were one? Yeah, 40. Vic? Whole life. How about you two? How have you, you been serving the Lord? No, uh, Randy and Nancy. Mark, how long have you been serving the Lord? 40 years. 40, 40, 40 years. Well, it's not you. It's not you two serving the Lord 40 years. It's not you. You're not the ones that need prayer. Not serving 40 years. Bo. You told me recently that your business is doing amazing. Overshot your best estimates. That's not you. Jeremy, you told me that something happened, a breakthrough in your business path. Something that you're just like, you call me, you're like, Andy, unbelievable. That's not you. Tyler. You just got elected, bro. You just got elected to the board of this church. That's not you. Didn't you just have some big award for the state of Indiana for social work or something? Like the what? The the social worker of the year. Okay, well, it's not you. Jenny? You've been living for the Lord a few minutes, haven't you? 58. Well, it's not you. Arnick, you left your state job to serve at Christway and to serve at Recharge. You have a beautiful new house in the interim of that, and your church just took up space, a new space. So it's clearly not you either. Marley, you led today. You opened up today. A loving, two-parent, working, home. Not you. So I want you to think to yourself, Arnett, come on up. I want you to look around the room. 
literally, it's rude, so I'm giving you permission. Look around the room. This is the time that you get to crane your neck around and look and see. So look around the room. Who is it that needs prayer? Look around the room. Just look. Just keep it to yourself. You're thinking yourself. You're thinking. You're thinking. What are the measures? What are the things we use as we look around the room? Oh, that person. No, that one. What are the parameters you put on it? Because they're parameters. People that sit up here need more prayer than people that sit back there, or is it the other way around? People that sit out here do they need more prayer than the people that stand up here? Or is it the other way around? People that hold this or stand behind this, uh, not them. People that have success, who is it? As you look around the room, who is it? Now let me ask the question. Who in here needs prayer? Can you raise your hand? Now look around the room. We all need prayer. So Jesus walks up. He walks into this room and he looks back. He goes, there she is. There he is. Walks over and he sees Randy and Nancy. He says, there they are. That's them. There they are. He sees Mark. He's like, there he is. He sees Brenda. Kissing on our sweet babies today on the other side of that wall. He says, there she is. That's her. He sees the success that you have and the blessing. He's like, there he is. That's him. That's him. That's him. That's him. There he is. That's him. I know she's been living a long time for the Lord. That's her. And I know it looks like everything's perfect. That's her. He looks around the room and he sees us. I leaned over to Melinda and I said, my vision for this day happened in the middle of this gathering. I told her that Mindy's words could have just been put in any part of my message today and fit perfectly. And the transitions and the openings and the movement It's spirit-led praying. I'm going to give you a minute. We've got a few minutes. I'm stopping at 20 after on purpose to give you a chance to pray. Is this, is this prayer moment only for the folks that didn't take advantage of the last prayer moment? Is that what we're hearing? This prayer moment is for spirit-led moment connection right now you raised your hand you got a need what are you going to do with that how many Sundays I get it we take it home with us today is not one of those days today does not have to be one of those days you can come up front 
Why don't you stand with me? And if you need to go, you can go. But if you have a window where you can pray, I'm going to ask you to be spirit-led in a couple of ways. I can be spirit-led in the fact that I go over to Joe and say, hey, man, I did it today already. I leaned over to Shane and Lindsay. I said, hey, can I pray for y'all? Will you do that because you were standing behind them? That is not why I did that. I did it because as I was standing there, I felt a prompt. And when I feel the prompt, I pray. And when I begin praying, I'm still listening to the prompt. I'm still listening. Because I don't want to pray my prayer. I just want to be a vessel. I want to be a conduit. And I want to hear and repeat. And it doesn't matter what it is. And it doesn't matter how silly it may seem. Because I'm changing because of the faith moment. And so I can go to someone or I can say, hey, I need prayer, and that's prompted, and I'm asking you to pray with me. This isn't about laundry list. It's about Jesus walking into a space and pausing and looking around and saying, that's him. Do you believe the Lord can see you like that? Believe it? The Lord can see you like that. That old boy didn't have a clue, did he? The video, it just, he didn't have a clue. Well, I appreciate that you're here, but nobody's here to take me to the water. Will you, have me, will you bring me the water? Isn't it so true that we always work within the paradigms that we have? That's how Jesus is going to heal. That's how Jesus is going to provide. That's how Jesus is going to work. It's always in the paradigms that we bring. And then something spiritual happens. Changes the whole thing. Anybody ready for something spiritual to happen? In you and through you? Because this is how we fight my battles. That's what we're talking about. It's spiritual. That's it. This is how we fight my battles. All the stuff that we carry and the junk that loads us down, this is it. This, this is, is how we fight my battles. Yes, yes. In community and in prayer and in listening. This, this is, is how I fight my battles. He surrounds us. Would you step into a space of prayer this morning? We were there already. So there aren't going to be people around here, but you can go to someone. You can come up here. I'll pray with you. You pray with me. It might be where I go to Joe and pray for him. And then I say, okay, your turn. And he pray for me. The Lord's in this space saying, there he is. That's him. Who's he talking about? Let the Lord move in this space. If you have to go, blessings. We're going to pray together. And this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Let yourself receive prayer. This is how I fight Let yourself my pray battles. for someone. Be led this in that is moment. How I fight my Be led in that moment. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Oh, oh, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded 
by you. Let the Lord lead you in that space. You may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. You may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Oh, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battle. 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 This is how I fight. Lord, lead us. We'll listen to you. We'll wait on you. We'll wait on you. This is how I fight my battles. Change the way we see. Change the way we pray. This is how I fight my battles. You got your eyes on us. You see what we need. You see the need. Minister to it. Minister to it. Minister to it, Jesus. You may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Surrounded by you. You may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. You may look like I'm surrounded, I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight. I don't even know who wrote that song. Michael W. Smith sings it. Maybe he wrote it. I know the story. The story's out of the Old Testament. There was a prophet. And the prophet's servant went out and looked, and they were surrounded by an army. I'm talking for you, each of us right now. The servant went out, and they were surrounded by an army. And that wasn't a mirage. An entire army went out to find this prophet, to kill him. The servant goes out and looks, and they are surrounded. And he, representing where many of us may live, runs back to the prophet and says, not looking good. 
not looking good. And the prophet gives the message that I tried to give to you today. The prophet extended his hands and he said, open the eyes of your servant. Open the eyes of your servant. And that man walked back outside and looked. And there were angels on chariots of fire all around the whole deal. It was there the whole time. Open our eyes to see. Open our eyes to see that you're here with us. We are not alone. You are with us. And you help us to pray that deliverance and freedom onto others. Amen. I want to sing just that one time. And then Talisha can come up. Come on. This is how. This is how I fight my battles. 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 Oh, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battles. So prompting to be aware and pray. A takeaway for today. Um, <laughs> let that prompting be so attractive. Made me think of so attractive like Baylor licking the sandwich. We just can't help ourselves. We just, we're just going to do it. You know, the question that I like that started off the year of where are you? Where am I? Both in need of prayer. How do I undo my strongholds, addictions, unhealth that keep me from you, Lord? From your love and from your health? By prayer. So let us be surrounded. Let us be surrendered in prayer. Let it be you, Jesus, that we're turning to. I'm just going to talk out the prayer, and then we can go. But uh, let us be a Lego, ready to build, ready to connect, ready to listen, ready to pray, just simply ready. Thank you for this morning, Lord. Let us go out loving this week, loving wherever we are. Amen.